Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the EFES podcast. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey there, Chase Yurick with the FS Nation podcast coming to you today with episode number 15. Excited to have you guys plugged in and with us as we continue to churn out these podcasts. Had some amazing guests on, but also it's a pretty good feedback last uh, last episode or from last episode uh, where we talked about kind of some things for new agents to look at when they're making a decision to find a home. That feedback was tremendous. I appreciate all the messages. Um, I'm glad that you guys enjoyed it. Today, due to popular requests, we had some people message us through YouTube as well as through uh, through our fsnation.com uh, website. They were just pretty much saying, hey, we'd love to know more about like what are some of the keys for a new agent to pay attention to when looking to become successful in the business. That was kind of the overall theme. They didn't say it just like that, but that was the overall theme. And so today, I'm going to breeze through here, try and keep it short uh, as possible for each and every one of you uh, that are listening in. But nonetheless, we appreciate you guys jumping on. It's it's uh, It's been humbling to uh, hear the feedback and see the messages come in from whether it's you know, the podcast has been heard on Apple, Spotify, wherever, or you found us on YouTube. Uh, to get some of the feedback has been really neat. To see people connect and reach out uh, has been absolutely awesome. But today, as I mentioned, due to popular requests, we're going to talk about some things, some keys to focus on when you're looking to become successful as a new agent or an agent who maybe is floundering a little bit, maybe you're struggling. I'm going to give you a few keys, a few items to pay attention to uh, that you need to kind of make sure and take a look reassess, you know, look at the mirror and see, do I have these items currently? And if I don't, how do I obtain them? Uh, so first I'm going to start with, you know, we've had some people reach out to us, which is not abnormal that are currently on an LOA setup. If you listen to prior podcasts, you've heard us talk about LOA a little bit. And if you don't know, LOA is a licensed only agent setup. Now, and what that means is you essentially are a licensed agent. You're able to write business, but you're actually not the writing agent. Uh, your commissions are paid from uh, your employer or from the person that you assign your commissions to. You're not actually paid directly from the insurance company. That also means that you don't own that book of business in, in, in most cases. Um, this is typically found a lot in call centers. This is typically found in captive setups. It's to protect the IMO, uh, the, the FMO, the agency owner, uh, that in case you decide to leave, they're able to recap the commissions. They're able to keep all of the earnings. Now, in certain situations, that's not necessarily the use for the LOA setup. Uh, there are some hierarchy build-outs uh, where they're able to build in a few different levels to help compensation for agents. But nonetheless, the money is still paid directly from the IMO, the FMO, the agency, instead of from the carrier. That's important. And I'm not going to harp on this a whole lot. I'm going to be very cut and dry with it. You work hard to develop your book of business. You should own your book of business. There shouldn't be any any ifs, ands, or buts about it. If you are an LOA setup currently, I recommend that you get in writing. You have a contract in place that states that you are the owner. If you decide to leave and go do something else, whatever reason, for whatever reason, you decide to go do something else, you own that book of business. That's important. You need that protection. Like I said, because you work so hard to develop that rapport with the client, to get them to trust you, to make that sale, be that agent for them and their family, you work very hard for those sales. You need to have that protection in place to make sure that you are able to uh, to be able to reap the benefits uh, later on 
uh, if and when you decide to do something different. So if you're an agent listening in, you know, captive organizations, LOA setups, make sure that you have that protection. You work hard, make sure that you, your business is yours. Uh, we prefer to have the agents that we work with get paid directly from the insurance company. Why? It removes the middleman, removes us out of the equation. We want you to know when you write business, it's coming directly from the carrier to you. Um, so I won't harp on that a whole lot. I'm just going to put that out there. I want to be very clear on it. That's something that a lot of agents that have reached out since we started doing this podcast are like, hey, I'm on an LLA setup. If I decide to leave or keep my book of business, what do I do? Yeah. Stop building that book of business with a place that can ultimately, at the end of the day, take your book of business. That's a problem. Some keys for agents to be successful. Now, this was talked about um, internally on our morning call that we do. It's part of our teaching, part of our culture here internally is helping agents understand some very important areas that you need to focus on to be successful. Number one, you need to make sure that you have a consistent flow of prospects to see every week. Now, if you look at social media, you'll look at, you know, all over the place, you're going to see some people that are like, I don't use leads. I just work my book. Great. I don't think there's anything wrong with working your book of business. Actually, I encourage it. But where you can get into a little bit of problem is how are you going to make sales if you don't have a book of business established already? You have to have a starting point. So warm market is something that gets thrown out there a lot. I'm not against warm market, but I also don't believe that building your book of business on your on warm market is a good idea. There's only so many friends and family that you're going to be able to take care of. I like warm market because you're able to help friends and family. But from a scalability perspective, I don't like it because you're not going to be able to grow long and wide. Just work more warm market just, just doesn't work that way. Um, you want to be able to have fresh prospects, you know, new leads coming in every single week so that you're able to go out, do your thing and take care of those clients on a consistent basis. Uh, you need to think about your, and, and the gentleman that I worked with for years used to use this analogy and I love it. You have a flame. If you're going to start a fire and let's say the fire is going to be your income, we're going to call it your income flame. If you want that flame to burn as high as possible and as hot as possible, you need to make sure that you're throwing wood on that fire. That wood is going to be activity. It's going to be sales. It's going to be leads. Now, the people who are staunchly against leads, I would love to be able to look at their book of business and see how you know how how much production are they really doing. Um, there's a lot of people that that talk a lot about how evil leads are and how it's an unnecessary expense, but then at the same time they're not producing much. Some of the best producers I've ever met in this business, high achievers, high producers. Every single one of them that I've ever met, they work leads. Whether they're inbound or they're outbound, whatever it may be, they're working leads. It's a fresh client base to get in front of. Once again, warm market only works for so long. Continue to serve the people that are in your life, your friends, your family, your warm market. Continue to serve them. But you need fresh leads every single week. Now, the reason I bring that up, you need to find a system that can consistently produce for you. Um, that system can include... You know, doing your own mail drops, social media, digital leads. Us at Equita, what we found to have worked uh, for many, many years now is direct mail, consistently coming in every single week for the producers we work with. That's the tried and true method. We're waiting, still waiting. We've been waiting since 2005 for direct mail to die off. And it just hasn't. Uh, it's gotten a little bit more expensive as the years have gone on, but it still continues to be the tried and true method in the final expense market. And in the mortgage protection space, I think if you talk to a lot of mortgage protection agents, if they were able to get a ton of mortgage leads on a weekly basis on direct mail, they would prefer to do that. Uh, but as technology continues to evolve, 
We're going to probably see higher quality digital leads come through, higher quality SEO, social media type leads come in. We welcome that. But for right now in the final expense space, we find that direct mail is the highest quality of leads. So back to my original point, when you're looking to get going in the business or you're looking to revitalize your business and get successful, you need to find a lead system that is consistent. And there's many vendors out there that you can work with directly. There's also a lot of IMOs and FMOs that you can connect with that will help you take it one step further than the vendor level will be able to, which is creating a system uh, instead of just taking your orders. Lead vendors are fantastic. We work with some of the best in the business at Equidot, so we love them. But one thing that they don't do is they're not going to teach you how to build out a successful model for a weekly, you know, consistent weekly lead flow. Uh, they're interested in, obviously, they'd love to have you buy leads every week, but how you structure it and how you work it is very important. So finding an FMO, an IMO, an agency to work with that can actually show you how to be successful with a, with a weekly lead campaign is very, very important. That's one of the things that we do here. We have three different lead programs for an agent to choose from. Number one, we have a free lead program. A little bit less cup. You get free leads. The direct mail costs us 38 bucks a piece. We're getting you 30 plus of those every single week. 70 point contract. Very simple. Now, if you're a high producer, 80 point contract. You know, it's simple. Um, but you'll pay for the leads. We pay for them. And we're investing in you, expecting to see that margin that we're, we're making, you know, make up for the loss in, uh, in, in lead cap, all that we're spending. Now, we also have an impact program. Uh, and I'm not shooting a promo on you guys to tell you about our model. I'm just giving you some examples of diversity and lead setups. We have an impact program that goes with the free lead side of it. So you can choose free leads or you can go impact. Impact, what is it? It's a little bit higher contract than the free lead program. It's anywhere from 90 to 100 plus percent. And you pay essentially half of the lead cost. Uh, so if a $38 direct mail lead is is what you know the cost is, for you, you're paying 16 bucks. Um, and it, it scales up and scales down. Higher comp equals higher lead cost. Lower comp equals lower lead cost. But you choose which platform or which comp or which lead cost works best for you. That's big. That's flexibility. Uh, but then also we have what we call the elite program. High comp, flat lead cost. We sell leads at cost. We don't mark them up like some places and make a few bucks on leads. Not interested in that. We're in the premium business just like you. We want to help you scale and grow. That's how we get compensated. Uh, by successful producers. So with that being said, have diversity in your lead options, but have a system that's proven. How many top producers have worked this system? How many of them have gone out and crushed it? Have a successful lead program. Now to go along with that, you can have the greatest leads in the world, the greatest lead system in the world. But one of the problems you're going to run into is if you don't have mentorship and training, how do you go out and sell something if you don't know how to sell it? So having a good training platform, having a mentor to call on when you need help, that is absolutely vital. And it's something that gets kind of passed over, uh, I think a little bit in nowadays, in the world we live in nowadays, because there's so many agents I see on social media and that reach out to us that have been doing this for longer than a few months that have been out there just kind of winging it. They don't really have any structure. They don't have any training. They don't have any mentorship. And they've wasted a lot of money and, and they either failed out of the business or they're about to fail out of the business or they're struggling and not performing as high as they could just because they don't have that mentorship or the training. So like with us, for example, I'll give you, let's get Equita as an example. We've got a university and there's a lot of companies out there that have training uh, a training system in place. Ours is what we call FS University. You're able to have access to it 24-7. 
So if you're out working all day and then you come back later that night, you want to soak in some knowledge, you want to imbibe some information and hopefully learn something that you can put into action. We have the university and we start at the most mundane, basic items in the business. And we work our way up to, you know, some very advanced level stuff. Uh, so I would urge you, number one, if you're struggling, you're finding, looking for a home, you're looking to level up, man, find a, find a system that has a consistent lead flow, a proven lead system, but then also a training system that, that other top producers have already gone through. And most likely these training systems should be put to, put together by top producers. Uh, it doesn't need to be corporate America putting it together. The feedback, the content that's in these training systems should be coming from top producers. You know, just like if you choose an upline, you need to choose an upline who's done this successfully. So make sure when you're looking to evolve or get into the business, you find a system that is tried and true. Uh, also, but that system should be multifaceted. It should be, once again, like I said before, from top producers who have done it, but then also it should have give you the option to be able to look to pivot and organically grow into other markets as well. It shouldn't be just a, a one a one model, one size fits all type program. It should be something that's that's diverse and it's it, it's in the detail, uh, not this 50,000 foot view of how to be successful. It should be something that gets down to the nitty gritty. You know, what are you saying when you approach a door with a direct mail lead and file expense? How to effectively call and set appointments? How do you overcome objections you're above? Tie downs and how to effectively close. You need the details. As I say, the devil is in the details. You need the details to be able to go out and put it into action. Because when you get into a home, something happens with an objection. Or you get to the close and they and they kind of balk. You're going to lock up because you weren't properly trained. Or you're just going to do the exact opposite of what you should do. So find a good training system. Make sure you're efficient with how you use it. And you really go through it and, and imbibe all of the information. The next one I'm going to tell you about is money management. Uh, this one doesn't get talked about enough. It, what gets talked about a lot in our industry is how much money you can make. But what doesn't get talked about enough is how to manage that money and reinvest it back into your business. Some of the sharpest people I've had the pleasure of being around always talk about money management and how to reinvest it. Now, when I say reinvest it, I don't mean turning around and putting it into the stock market. Not necessarily. What I'm talking about is reinvesting it back into your business to make sure that you're in business next week. For example, a lot of agents will fail in this business because if they're buying their own leads, they're a lead system, they're paying for leads. They're going out, they're good closers, they can write business fairly consistently, but they don't know how to manage their money. What'll happen is they'll go spend that money before, you know, before they've done any reconciliation to see what do I need to allocate these funds to for the next week? And then they don't have enough money for leads. Uh, they don't have enough money when a chargeback hits. So what will happen is a lot of times agents will go out. They'll spend the money before they actually are able to account for it. That's a problem. And a lot of people that are listening in, you may have been that agent at one point. I think everybody has been to some extent, but you have to be able to manage your money from chargebacks because those are inevitable. They're going to happen. Chargebacks in the final expense space are inevitable. Uh, you have to be able to account for them. Also, you need to be able to account and reinvest back into your marketing. Yeah, I can beat a dead horse all day on this particular topic, but reinvesting back into your business is making sure that the, the open sign is on and the lights are on inside of your business. Don't get caught up in what you hear in social media, what you hear on the marketplace about, you know, 
8% of the people that they're going to succeed while the other 92% fail out. That's true. But what one of the things that those 8% did was they made sure that their marketing machine was always running. They always had activity. They always had people to see. They always had places to go. And that gets even more important when you start writing business. You know, spending the money on the leads is good, but when you start writing business, you're going to be living high on the hog there in the beginning because some, some of you, it's a shock to all of us when you start getting thousands of dollars put into your bank account for making sales for doing a good job for your clients. A lot of us don't know what to do when we first get into the business and that happens. You think that you can go buy a new car. You think you can go, you know, buy, you know, a new set of golf clubs that's going to cost you 1100 bucks. Uh, you're blowing money. You're hemorrhaging money when you should be looking at a business plan and saying, okay, well, I'm going to pay myself X. Anything else over this goes into my business account. I will continue for every sale I make on a weekly basis. I'm going to pay myself this. Now, in the beginning, it, this is crucial. It's paramount that you have a set number that you pay yourself. It's harder for some of you guys that are coming from other industries where you probably made good money. This is something that we teach on as well. If you're, if you're coming from another another industry where you made pretty good money, let's say you made eighty, ninety, hundred thousand dollars, you getting into this and paying yourself a small salary is going to be tough. You're going to have to go out and you're going to have to write a lot of business. You're going to have to work hard, which you can do. It's it's very doable, but you're going to have to be disciplined with what you pay yourself. And this goes for regardless of whether you're new or you come from another industry or whatever. You have to have an allocated amount of money that you're going to pay yourself every single week. And I think if you go back and you listen to the Joe Chacho episode that I did with Joe, he talks about this a little bit. I know Ron Reed did as well in my episode with him. Money management is crucial. Have a plan. I'm going to pay myself X. When the commissions start rolling in, you pay yourself. Everything else that comes in, I'm putting in my business account. Because there's things that you don't take into consideration when you're thinking about all the glitz and glamour. You hear people talk about this business has made more millionaires than any other market, yada, yada, yada. The thing that you don't take into account is that, yes, you are an entrepreneur. You get all the freedom and flexibility that comes with this. But what you don't take into account a lot of times where it gets overlooked is that you're responsible to pay your own taxes. you got to make sure that your marketing machine is still running. There's all of these little variables that you've got to account for. So if you made 10 grand this week, you didn't really make 10 grand. You made what you pay yourself and your business made the rest. You've got to have good money management so that you're, you're in business today, but you're also in business tomorrow and next week, next month, and you know the next six months, next year, and that's what's going to help you build longevity. That's also why we're real big believers here at Equina about cross-selling, that holistic, organic approach. Uh, because you're going to go out there and you're going to grind to develop a six-figure income on the life side. You're going to work your butt off. Hopefully, you're going to succeed if you go through the training. If you work with us, we're going to try and make sure you're successful. But that back-end residual income is a difference maker. If you're able to get a 20, 30, 40, 50, 70, $100,000 renewal, that's going to provide some relief. That's where you're going to be able to give yourself a raise each year as you continue to stack more clients on the books and help serve more people. You're going to be able to continue to give yourself a raise each year. You've got to be able to diversify, but making sure that you manage your money so you can diversify is absolutely critical. Um, and then I'll end with this today. Like I said, I want to keep it a little bit shorter than normal, but I will say this, this is something that you know I touched on in the last episode, and I'll just revisit with you now. When you're picking your suitor, when you are picking that person to throw your roots down, as I said about 20 times in the last podcast, and find a home, whatever that IMO, whatever that agency is that you choose to do business with, make sure you go through a vetting process. 
And I'm not talking about, you know, online reviews. I mean, a vetting process in terms of first and foremost, what is, do they pass the smell test with you? When you talk to them where the red flag is going off, is the bell ringing of somebody being sketchy? Does this person care about my success or is it all about their success? Are they going to pour into me? I mentioned to them that I need training. I need mentoring. Are they going to be there when I need them? Make sure that you're doing your due diligence when you're finding that person you're going to do business with. Um, there's a lot of really good people, particularly nowadays in our market. There's a ton of really good people that are getting shown the exit door here because not by choice, but because they they're they have no mentorship. Uh, they picked the wrong system to where essentially it's like, hey, come over to us, highest comp in the universe. Then when they look at their compensation schedule from the carriers, it's like it's 20 points less than what they thought. The biggest voices on social media right now that are talking about go here, highest comp, we did, we're market disruptors. Those are typically the ones that are kind of the bait and switch on people. Typically, not all the time, but typically. Um, and they're the ones that have the biggest turnover rate out of anybody in the industry. The mom and pop shops, there's, they're really good, but can they scale? Can they get you to the size that you aspire to get to? Uh, do they have enough bandwidth to take your phone call and theirs if it's just two guys in a garage, you know, working out? There's some really good ones. Trust me, there are. There's some really good people that run them. You need to find the spot that is the best fit for you and your business. Uh, and it's at the end of the day, it just comes down to what are you looking for? Have you identified what your needs are? I need training. I need mentoring. I need places to go. I need people to see. I need appointment setting services. Do they offer that? Oh, they don't? Okay, well, how do I go about that? And you're finding some support there. Uh, what's the product portfolio look like? And then last but not least, if things don't work out and I decide to go somewhere else, are you willing to release me? I've also seen, just like I said, the ones that talk about the highest comp in the industry, which it's not the highest comp in the industry, every single time it's not the highest comp in the industry. They're also the same ones that never, ever release. They're the same ones that would tell you in social media, they'll do 10 podcasts, they'll do 800 YouTube videos, that then tell you that they'll release and every single time they don't. I'll chastise them for not releasing. That's their prerogative. What I do have an issue with is saying you'll release and even though the agent doesn't owe you any money for leads, they owe you no debt at the carrier level, then you don't release. Even though you publicize and promoted that you do. You're using differentiators to separate yourself from the rest, but it's all uh, it's all a fugazi. It's all a fake. It's not real. So when you're picking a home, make sure that everything passes the smell test. They check the boxes. And it's people that, that you want to do business with. You know, an upline is essentially going to be somebody that's going to become dang near family, I would say. Uh, and I and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but you're going to spend a lot of time with this person. They're going to pour into you, hopefully. You're going to be you know, attentive and learning and reporting back, hey, man, I crushed it today. I'm fired up. You guys are going to, you're going to spend some time together. You want to make sure that that's somebody you want to do business with. Make sure it's somebody from the very beginning that you outline. Are you a good communicator? Like if I reach out, I just want to make sure I'm going to be working with somebody that is going to be there if I need them. Now, I don't plan on blowing your phone up all the time, but if I'm calling, there's a reason. So is, it, is that something that you, you do pretty well? Are you a pretty good communicator? If I called, will you be there? If I email, are you responsive? You know, if I'm in a home and I text you or I call you, are you going to be able to help me out on the spot? Those types of things are very, very important. You got to make sure you have your bases covered there. Make sure that you own your book of business, as I said at the top of the call, top of the podcast. Like, Do you own your book? You're going to work day and night tooth and nail to make sure you get this business, this book of business built. Do you own it or does somebody else own it? 
you get into this industry because you heard about all of the positives, the freedom, the flexibility to come and go as you please, all of the money you can make. Getting in the right setup with the right company is is a very, very, very important move. So I say that to just caution you, and I also throw that out there to you, is these are some keys that you need. You need to make sure that you have a proven system that you can tap into that's tried and true to help you make consistent sales. You need a lead program. If you're going to do it on your own, have the discipline to structure it out and say that I need to mail this many pieces each week or I need to order this many leads every single week and I'm not going to skip without fail. I'm going to make sure it's there. Even on weeks where things are a little tight, I got to make sure my leads are there because one thing you can't afford is to not pay for leads and not have people to see. If you're going to try and chintz or skip on anything in the business, don't let it be your leads. Make sure that you have people to see every single week and then training. You should have continuous, ever-evolving training that is always going to be made available to you. You can get to the level where you're producing 20000 30000 every single month. Well, guess what? If you're not doing Medicare and you're selling final expense right now, you're going to need training on Medicare. Oh, you're doing great in Medicare and final expense? Awesome. Selling some annuities? No. You want to? You're going to need training in annuities. You're going to continue to need to imbibe that information, as I said before. Soak up that training. And just prepare. In this industry, it's there's it's ever-evolving. And it's always going to be, you're going to need education along the way the entire time. Because whether it's lead-related, sales-related, marketing-related, building your website, figuring out what is an LLC, how does that work, all of these things, you got to be a student of the game here. So always make sure that you have a program, a platform that allows you to plug in and continuous continuously evolve and learn. And then last, manage that money. You work so hard to generate income and revenue for your business. Don't go blow it on things that you don't need. You know, don't have a champagne taste on a beer budget. Make sure that you're spending your money effectively. Make sure that you're very uh, disciplined with how you how you spend in the beginning. And if you want to live like a king later, make sure that you're you're working your butt off, but you're putting money away. Because chargebacks, as I said before, are inevitable. They're going to happen. It's it's going to happen. If there's one thing I can guarantee you is that you are going to get chargebacks in this business. No matter how good you are, how great you serve, how detailed you are in the home, how much rapport you build, inevitably you're going to have chargebacks. It's just, it's going to happen. It's just part of the business. How you pack money away for that and prepare is, is essential. It's it's something that separates people from failing out of the business to succeeding because the rainy days are coming. This business has peaks and valleys and it's, it's never really as good as it seems and it's never really as bad as it seems, but nonetheless, we have to prepare. So I hope these tips uh, help you guys out. We've got an awesome guest in store for you guys next week. Uh, we will be back at it and hope you have an awesome Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening to the EFES podcast. For more, visit EFESNation.com and subscribe to the podcast catalog on Apple, Google, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.